What's up, Nintendo fans, and welcome back to the Super Nintendo Bros podcast, the bi-weekly show where we talk about anything Nintendo-related that you could possibly imagine, deep dives, lots to talk about Nintendo games, and uh, this time we have a great episode, and I've brought back one of the great co-hosts of this show. Joining me today, we have my brother, the Mountaineer of the Mushroom Kingdom, Justin Robinson. What's going on, Raj? How are you What's doing today? What's going on? Welcome back. And uh, I want to lead off with this. Justin and I may not be friends after this episode. We may not be. We, mo- we really <laughs> might not be. And in fact, listeners, I ask, please don't stop listening to this podcast after today's episode because I have a feeling this uh, this is going to be a very divisive episode. I'm so excited about um, this. Nah, we're, we're joking a little bit, but yeah, it's, it's going to be we'll fun. We'll still be friends. We it's going to be very fun. Days. It'll be like last time I called his cat fat. He didn't talk to me for 24 hours. Yeah. It might be that again. Nah, that, we can't go that far. But that, that, that was the worst. So yep. We'll be fine. <laughs> so today on the Super Nintendo po- Bros podcast, we have the great Breath of the Wild debate. So Justin and I have some conflicting thoughts on Breath of the Wild. And today we're going to discuss those conflicting thoughts and try to convince each other. It's, this is like going to be like a courtroom drama here today is what this is going to be. It's going to be great. Yeah. I, I'm very excited. I got some notes. Um, got some thoughts. In retrospect, I wish I would brought on a third person today to like actually we'll do it again. Moderate then. the episode. We'll do and it again. Be like a judge to keep us in our control. <laughs> but uh, too late for that now. No, I think yeah, I think you have it set up great. Uh, you know, obviously we're we're a little jest here. We're gonna be able to give our thoughts and let oh, yeah. the other person talk. And absolutely, let's get into it. All right, so let's have our opening argument. So I want to give you. Uh, a maximum of two minutes to make your opening argument about your opinion of what Breath of the Wild means to you, you know, what you truly think of the game itself, your absolute feelings on the game. Okay. And I'm going to get a little timer on my phone going here, or rather a stopwatch, we don't have extra noise in the background. And I'm not going to interrupt you the entire two minutes. If When you're finished, give me a thumbs up. That way, if you are under the two minutes, I'll do the stop. Yep. Ready? And go for it. The original Legend of Zelda has some original ideas in mind, I believe. Adventure, exploration, and skill. Adventure was charting off on an adventure to defeat Ganon and save the Princess Zelda. Exploration way above, way ahead of its time. What's over there? How can I access that water to that cave? How do I get through that graveyard? Skill. Precise action. A little bit of luck. Use different weapons and items. The final lines of the manual for the Zelda for regular Nintendo were, can Link really destroy Ganon and save Princess Zelda? Only your skill can answer that question. Good luck. And use the Triforce wisely. This is Breath of the Wild. The original Zelda, this was finally realized when they made this game in adventure i don't even have to tell you if you played breath of the wild when you first wake up and you come out of that cave and you see the whole world if you have no sense of adventure after that i can't help you i mean that that is like you know people talk about the skyrim moments and the fallout moments where you come out of the cave or where you come out of like you know uh when you're not a prisoner anymore this was it your adventure is out there you heard the tale that you had to go defeat Ganon, Calamity Ganon. Exploration. I argue this is the best in class in Skyrim. There's no other game that can, you know, uh, legit, you know, uh, 
you'd see light on a mountain, you'd see a deer over there. And skill, this is one of the toughest games I've ever played. So I think it encapsulates everything they were trying to do in the original Legend of Zelda. All right. Those are some good thoughts. Those are some good thoughts. I, I definitely uh, can respect a lot of that. All right. So, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. This is arguably one of the most highly anticipated games to ever release on a Nintendo system. This had a very long development cycle coming after a very, another very, well, sorry, a very divisive Zelda game in Skyward Sword, where it was really a love it or hate it kind of experience. And definitely wasn't the best Zelda game. It was rather hard to play because of the controls, not because of intended difficulty. So we waited several years for this new Zelda experience that was supposed to change everything about what Zelda is. And then, finally, when the Nintendo Switch launched, we got The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And it delivered. This game delivered on its promise of adventure, its promise of exploration, and it does, in, in fact, call back to the original Legend of Zelda as far as the game design is concerned. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is an overrated video game. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild got 10 out of 10 from multiple, multiple media, media outlets. I do not think Breath of the Wild is a 10 out of 10 game. In fact, I would go as far as to say that even though I do really like Breath of the Wild, it is a great open world game. But The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is not a good Zelda game. That is my opening argument. As you type furiously on your iPad as if you're <laughs> making a counterpoint to get ready for that. So, all right. So Breath of the Wild. The game launched in, 20, in 2017. Yep. It was a launch title on the Nintendo Switch. Um, before, before we argue, which, you know. Right. Man, see that trailer together? We saw that trailer together the first together, time. Together, yes. uh, in January. Yes. And it said 3 3 20, 17. Yeah, and we were like, we were at my, you came to my house. Yes. And we were playing the, uh, the, the, uh, ukulele, uh, sandbox demo that was, you got with pre ordering that game. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were playing that that day. Um, and we watched the Nintendo Switch reveal, saw Breath of the Wild. We were both super, super pumped. One of the best trailers ever made. I would absolutely agree with that. It's, I think it's you, the best I think reveal it, trailer of any video game ever. I, I think you could, like, I mean, that trailer right there hyped me up so much. I've watched that trailer so many times. Twilight Princess trailer was amazing, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, amazing. Like, before it was called Twilight Princess, so. Oh, Twilight Princess. That's, a, that's another discussion yeah, yeah, another yeah. time. This is not a Twilight Princess episode by any stretch. So, I remember that night, we literally, we drove to Elkins to one of our local game stops. At, uh, we got there at, like, 11 o'clock at night, and we waited overnight. We did. For them to open, to go in and pre-order Switches and Breath of the Wild, which we did. We got our pre-orders in. Got our Switches day one. Uh, got our know. special edition pre-orders, too. Uh, of, I don't think, of, actually, I didn't, I didn't purchase a special edition of pre-orders. Oh, I know you did. I, was, I did, only yes. like one or two, and you got one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't go for the pre uh, special edition. I just got the Nintendo Switch pre-order and then uh, the Zelda pre-order. And then when I, I got, thought you had the same case as I did. I've been, see, I got the special edition later at Target. Oh. I had extra money on launch day, and they had some at Target, so I yeah. got the... Uh, Dude, I still use that yeah, case. I got the special edition that day. Yeah. And I remember I also got Super Bomberman R with this, my Switch. Oh, and I downloaded man. Snipper Clips. And lots of fun was had. I also got one T Switch, which 
We're going to cover that in season two. <laughs> Once the Switch gets its own season two episode, um, <laughs> or at least some inclusion in a season two episode. Yeah. But uh, I tell you what, I immediately fell in love with this game. Oh, yeah. I loved this game. I remember my dad was in the hospital for a long time that spring. That game brought me a lot of comfort. Uh, when I would visit him in the hospital, I would actually take my Switch with me. I'd play it in the, you know, in the waiting room when he'd have like a surgery. I would play it at his bedside while he's taking a nap, things like that. So I've got a lot of sentimental attachment. To Did you get game. to show him any of it too? Because I know you guys have a lot of fond memories of playing Zelda. Um, I, you know, or was he kind of out of it? He was pretty out of it. Like yeah. he was having a pretty rough time at that point. Mind mm-hmm. you, he's he is he's fine. He, yep. he you know he was out of the hospital eventually. But still, I didn't and, know. You know. Like, like just, just mentioned, my dad had a lot of fond memories about Zelda. Yeah, a lot of them because he when I was younger he used to play a lot of uh, a lot of Nintendo games because mm-hmm. he's a smart man. Um, and then, you know, I remember I beat the game before you did. Actually, I beat the game on my planning period at work one day. Yep. I feel like. Or I was near the end, and I think maybe I took it home and finished it on my TV when I got home. Something along those lines. Um, it, and, t- it took me a while to beat this game. Yeah. I, I, and I reflected back on that game. I was like, that was great. But then time went on. And the more I thought about that game, the more problems I had with it. And especially over the last, I would say, year... I've and having revisited the game more and more because I, I do still go back to this and mess around it once in a while. I find more and more reasons why I, I just I don't dislike this game. I want to make that very clear. I want to make that very forward. But this game's not Zelda to me. It's just not Zelda. I hear you. I disagree. But I mean, obviously, you can have your own opinion. Um, one of the points that I want to talk to you about is that you were saying that it's a good open world game. Um, and I just fundamentally disagree that there's a lot of games that do open world truly well. Very few, actually. I would name Skyrim, Oblivion, Morrowind, things like that, Fallout, Fallout 3, 4, Witcher. That's about it, though. Like, for open-world RPGs and exploration of, like, setting you in a world and saying, hey, you can go anywhere you want, I think the Assassin's Creed games are terrible at this. Right. Absolutely terrible. They just give you a thousand icons to look at. I think Horizon Zero Dawn is terrible at this, Uh, even though I thought the combat in Horizon Zero Dawn and the story was very fun. But God of War with fast travel, despite the fast travel. Horrible fast travel system. But uh, in that game, what's more linear than this? But... um, I just think that, like, there's a lot of games that claim to be open world, and I just think they do a terrible job at it. So I want to counter that, too. And while I say it's a good open world game, I feel like this game fails to capture the open world in the sense of this world is bustling. Mm. This world has a lot to do. And I I get it. This is, in a lot of ways, this is like post-apocalyptic Hyrule. Mm -hmm. Ganon's already destroyed Hyrule Kingdom. Right. But then let's look at games like Fallout 3, Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. Those are in a post-apocalyptic world. Those worlds are bustling. They have bustling villages, towns, lots going on. Mm-hmm. But in Breath of the Wild, you've got those, those fucking Ubisoft towers, first of all. Climb the top and take a look. Yes. And Which just reveals the map. It doesn't, the map. it doesn't show you, it doesn't give you 15 points of interest to go check out. You can, you can find, find those points, those points, of points from by, there, though, by looking. And mark them on your map. Right. Um, I understand that, and I think that's actually one of the coolest parts of the game because we kind of went into this game blind. You have to take yourself back in time. We saw the one trailer; that was about it. Yeah, there was because it was that was very quick. Basically, this trailer was in January, and it launched like five weeks later, and it was like a three-minute trailer. And all the E3 stuff the year before was just a plateau. 
Yes. Just a plateau. That's all it was, which is amazing in itself that they had a whole demo. And they're just like, do whatever you want. You're on this plateau. But here's one of the cool moments of that. I'm going to butcher the name of, I should probably know how to uh, pronounce this. Is it Kakariki Village? Kakariko. Kakariko Village. When you go there and you find people there, I was like, holy crap. There's a village in this game. Right. I thought it really was just like a horse stable. Those, those inns you come to with the two soldiers. Yeah, two soldiers just chilling out like on a in a merchant. When I found that village, I was like, wow, there's a whole village. Can I also just express when I say accordion player? Um, that accordion player is a fucking gem. Oh, Cass? He is like... Cass he, is amazing. It's like one of my favorite parts of the entire game right yeah. there. I love him. And he starts playing old Zelda music and everything. Oh, God, I love that part of the game. That's... Yeah, so... And I, here I am already like, I'm the one arguing against this. I'm I know, like, no, no, oh, no, That's good. I mean, yeah, but Cass, I mean... But I thought that was so neat that there were villages. Is it Hatino Village? Yeah. Hitano, I think maybe. And you get to build a house there and everything, which I love, which is one of my favorite parts of Skyrim. It wasn't as good as that, but it's still pretty cool. I thought it made it special. I thought it really made it special that you thought, and you couldn't see these places. They were tucked in areas. Like, that was tucked in an area behind some mountains, and that's where you kind of found your first uh, Korok seeds and everything, like going to Kakariga Village and then... I thought it was amazing. Like, I love that part of it. And I understand where you're coming from that, like, there weren't bustling. And, and you know, we'll get to ideas of what we think about, too. But I personally love that. I personally love that, like, the world felt alive, creature-wise. But it was these little remnants pocketed throughout the mountains. I mean, think when you got to Zora's Domain, Raj. How amazing was that? Did you expect Zora's Domain no, I didn't. Zora's Domain was very cool. It was amazing. Like, you were just like, there's this whole water city, and there was a little quest and things to do there. There was, like, little people to interact with. And it, yeah, yes. I think there could be more to it, but, man, I had way more joy whenever I found Zora's Domain than any Assassin's Creed or Horizon Zero Dawn town. I've Every town in Horizon Zero Dawn feels exactly the same. It's a couple NPCs, just a couple people. Right. I mean, Skyrim has like what, five towns. It's got Whiterun. You know, it's got smaller places, yeah. but but it's only got a few major towns, right? And and Fallout Three, I never beat. I played a lot of Fallout Three when you found Nuketown and everything. Or what's it? No, what's the first town called? Oh, that's been so long. Megaton. Oh Megaton. Megaton. Yes, when you found that, that was amazing too. It's yeah, kind of, it's kind of tucked away, like, and you you find it, and I don't know. I thought that was special. I mean, I I, I get what you're saying though. Okay, so. Um, my first point of contention about this game, and this is a, a very small one, and it's something you brought up a minute ago, mm -hmm. finding your first Korok seed. Mm. There are 900 of these Korok seeds to collect in this game. Mm -hmm. It's a completionist nightmare. It is. To get it all those is. Korok seeds. It is. But here's the big kick in the balls. <laughs> you get all 900 of those Korok seeds, what's your reward? A literal golden pile of shit. When I say literal, like, I'm, I'm not being, I'm not exaggerating. It is a literal pile of shit. It's quite the that's troll. That's colored gold. It's quite the troll. That you get in your inventory. It wasn't it amazing too when it came out we had no idea what happened if you no. found them all. It, it was like it was like old school like you know like when games come out nowadays like everybody's previewed them they know everything kind of funny he's doing like a reacts and the game hasn't even come out yet and we don't even we haven't even got to play it and they're doing their spoiler cast. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was really cool about that, but I, I have to agree that is pretty lame. Yeah, that was pretty lame. I didn't try to go find them all though. I didn't either. Because I found I mean, enough. Mind you, you got rewards as you got them because yes. you could spend your inventory. But yes. like, 
I don't even think I collected a hundred of those things. I had plenty of inventory space. Yes. So at the same time, like, why would you go for all? It was monotonous. It was useless. Yeah, I think, I think the idea was just like you'll find them throughout your playthrough, but uh, there should have been something cooler for finding all. I don't know. I, yeah, I, w- I would never find all nine hundred. So but, just to clarify, you're saying that I've won the Korok seed argument. Yeah, I, w- I would. I, those are. I would have a hundred and have a cooler thing for finding them all. Gotcha. Yeah, I definitely think that's gotcha. Right. Okay, so that was my first point of contention that I wanted to bring up in our discussion today. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've got a point. I feel like that's Please how, do. Yeah, like let's that's take turns here. Let's take yeah, turns. Yeah, yeah, So one of, your point, point, one of your point contentions is that you say it doesn't have the spirit of a Zelda game. does not. And my opening argument shows you that it is the spirit of a Zelda game. It is how Zelda started. It may not be where Zelda went, which is funny that you talked about Skyward Sword and how terrible that game was. And that they had to break it down and they're like, man, this just isn't working. Of course, I agree. We'll get into the dungeons and stuff like that later. But... The original v- ver- view or uh, vision of Zelda was exploration, adventure, make up your own adventure. I feel like this is Zelda. I feel like that's not a good argument because this is, in Link to the Past, the same way. You, when you were a kid with Link to the Past, you went places because it was a different time. We were bored. We had nothing else to do with our lives. You got one game for like every three months. So I, I would explore everywhere in this game. I'm going to see every part of this game. Now we have like 50 games a month, but... I feel like this is the original idea of Zelda. The so, original ones. So in a way, you have a point. Because that was what Zelda was all about. The that's exploration why, and the adventure. That's why I got the quote from the original manual. Gotcha. Reason that's why, why you got that quote. <laughs> and yes, that is the original idea of the series. Mm-hmm. But then the series evolved. It does, yes. The series became different things. My first argument with you, the reason that Skyward Sword or the the failure of the series that you're referring to, and you said, you know, we mentioned the Skyward Sword, not a great game. It wasn't bad because of the ideas of where the series went. Mm-hmm. It was bad because the controls were ass. No, there's a, yeah, they were terrible, but also... But this is also not a Skyward Sword argument. <laughs> right, but also, I mean, you know, talking about the, um, with, it started in Ocarina of Time with Navi, or Navi, Navi, or Navi, whatever, yeah. Navi, uh, navigation, I guess. Yep. Where it tells you everything. That's where it started. Now, Ocarina of Time is the goat of that. But um, I think that's... That's a Zelda game. That's a different argument. Yeah, that is a different Sorry, argument. Sorry, I'm a Twilight Princess stand over here. And I would be a Breath of the Wild or Ocarina of Time stand, but that's fine. But I, I think that, yeah, some of those ideas went awry in Skyward Sword where you literally, the first 10 out of the games, is just telling you how to play the stupid game. And I'm like, I don't need to know how to play the game. I know how to play video games. And Skyward Sword the whole time is like, do this, do that. I don't need you to tell me. So that was a problem too, and the controls were terrible. So I digress. So uh, furthering the argument, you, you said that I mentioned that this game has doesn't have the spirit of Zelda. Yes, I don't think those were my exact words. Listeners, please rewind and then no, make think, fun I of think, me in the Discord. No, 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 no. I think you've said that to me. Okay, okay, gotcha. Something along the gotcha. line. You can correct me and say you, it didn't feel like a Zelda game or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It does not feel like a Zelda game. I know what you mean by that, though. Yes. Like, I know where you're going yeah. with it. It, it, um, it captures it in the essence of adventure and exploration. However, it does not capture it as what we know Zelda to be, what we love about Zelda. Um, and I've got several points that I can break this down to. Mm-hmm. Here's my first point. This game absolutely could have taken the Zelda skin off entirely. Just make it an open-world game that plays exactly like it, Mm-mm. but with zero reference to Zelda at all. I did. 
I disagree with. And what it would have been at best eight point five out of ten. No, I, I disagree. I disagree. Uh, if this was a new IP, it would not have been as successful as it was as Breath of the Wild. No, nah, I disagree. You, so you you honestly think that if this was a new IP, yeah, with all the exact gameplay elements, that yes. it would have sold as well as Breath of the Wild. It may not have sold as well, but I think like if I were to play it, because uh, I never played Immortals Phoenix Rising, I know you said that's really good. I really like that game too. Um, it's not better than Breath of the Wild, but it's very good. <laughs> no, I never, had any, I never heard anybody say that, but like this game does things better than any other game has ever done. Like exploration, like like I've gotten a story for you. Like one time I was just playing the game and it became night and there was this big light on this mountain. And I, I know I've told you this before. And I'm like, what the heck was that? And it became daylight and I never got over there. And I finally was just like, I, I kept working my way towards that mountain and then it became night one time and I saw the light and I got up there and there was this the surrounding, dragon? no, not the dragon. Okay. There was this surrounding of animals in a very lit up deer, like a very mythical looking deer. And I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever experienced in any video game. I've never heard anybody talk about this. I've never heard anybody or any of my friends say like, I saw this mythical deer, tried to ride it, could not, it ran away. You didn't shoot it with your bow and arrow. I did not shoot with my bow and arrow. Um, it was it was magnificent. I'm pretty it's sure I got your a, bow was fucking broken. Pretty sure I got a screenshot. We we get into that later. But um, yeah, and the dragons seeing the dragons in the air, like we had no idea what the heck that was. There was no reference to that in any trailers or anything. So I I think this game like does things like in the climbing everywhere. That's been done in no game. It's been done in no game. I mean, it was done after the fact, but it was taken from Breath of the Wild. What do you mean? I mean the the climbing. It's been they they. Uh, I will absolutely say that Immortal Phoenix Rising ripped the climbing off. Breath of oh Wild. yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, but like y your argument is that if this game did wasn't called Zelda, it wouldn't have got lower scores. I think that's not true. Of course, it'd be a little lower. Y yeah, See? yes, See, it would be lower. There is there's Nintendo bias in general. There's PlayStation. There's Zelda bias. There's Nintendo bias into this the scoring and the sales. Of this there's game. Nintendo bias and PlayStation bias, of course, but. I still think this game is phenomenal if you took the name Zelda out of it. I still think the story and everything of how, like, it's, you know, with Ganon and enhances it, but it does so many things new. The glider. What game had the glider like that where you can actually get up on high and glide down the spots? Horizon Zero Dawn 2 stole that, or whatever it's just called. Just Cause. I guess Just Cause. You mean the game with glitches that people play just for fun? Yeah, basically. Not nearly as well made as Breath of the Wild, but my point stands. <laughs> but it I, was there. Uh, I mean, like... Also not done as well on Horizon Forbidden West as good <clears> as that game is. But that's that's another game. The combat was great. I argue the combat's fantastic. It's very fun. There's random beasts that those Lionels could just take you out at any time. Um, the the shrines and everything were captivating. They were fun. Uh, yeah, the dungeons, well, I'm sure we'll talk and we keep alluding to that. But yeah, I just don't think the game's terrible if it's not Zelda. It's still a great... I just think there's not that many great open-world games. There's just not. This game it, against Horizon Zero Dawn open-world style, it's not even close. Well, and you know me. Not I'm not close. particularly a big open-world guy. I don't think games need to be open-world. Right. There's been an infatuation with game developers over the last it 10 has. years where everything has to be and an open-world game. I think they do a terrible job at it most of the time. Yeah, because some games don't need that. Some games are fine with linearity. Mm -hmm. And I think the Zelda series is absolutely one of those that didn't need to go open world. Right. I think it was a needless transition that they were using to try to get mm. into the whole open world craze among gamers. Yeah, I, I, I can see that opinion. I can see that. Um, I personally, my favorite Zelda of all time is the 2D one. Still open world, though, theoretically. 
but theoretically, yeah, I, it's very small open world. Is very, I, I, we had the same favorite Zelda games. So. Yeah, it's very small, but still, you could go anywhere you want. Right. You might just not be able to access certain. But it things. has that linearity in, in place, which kind of takes away the open worldness of it because you it does can't go certain places until you unlock number one. Things. You can go anywhere you want. Yeah, I mean, you'll die, or you just won't make it there. Yeah. <laughs> So I just, man, I just cannot let people say that this is like any other open world game because it's just not. These Assassin's Creed games, Horizon, uh, Ghost of Tsushima is a little different. Phenomenal setting. You know, like the color and everything. Part of me wishes this was a PlayStation podcast so we could talk about Ghost of Tsushima for an entire Uh, episode, but this is a Nintendo podcast. I'm just trying to come up with other open world games. Um you know, that's one that I know, obviously, this is... But I'm excited. I agree with you 1,000%. Not everything needs to be an open world. Final Fantasy 16 is going to have zones. Phenomenal. Fine yeah. with that. Because 15 just could not pull it off. No. Pulled off first half of the game. Didn't in the second half. But Final Fantasy 14 does just fine. It does, but still zones. But it still zones. Still zones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But again, that's also not a Nintendo game. <laughs> okay. What is your next point of contention? Well, I got I got you by saying you didn't. I said it wasn't the spirit of a Zelda game, okay, and okay. I and I argue that it is truly an original spirit of Zelda. Okay, um, and you you know I, I understand where you're coming from. My next point of contention: Where's the dungeons? Mm. Zelda. One of the biggest things that I've that really most Zelda fans love about Zelda is the dungeons. Mm-hmm. Easily the biggest gripe from Zelda fans about this game mm-hmm. is the complete lack thereof. Yeah, we had the little shrines. Mm-hmm. Well, the shrines are very hit or miss. Mm-hmm. None of them are very long. Mm-mm. And even though there's a nice reward at the end, none of these dungeons ever provide the feeling of progression in the game, mm. whether it be the regular dungeons mm-hmm. or the shrines. The coolest thing about Zelda Dungeons is going in, you're solving the puzzles, you know, that each dungeon has its own, like, item that you get to help you progress through to the end of the dungeon. Right. And that's, you can say that about literally, even back to Zelda 1, every Zelda game had that feature. Yep. In this game, and this is is kind of a twofer I'm going to give you here. Mm -hmm. First of all, you get all of your upgrades and power-ups at the very beginning of the game. You do. That blows. That is the worst. It takes out any feeling of progression for the entire rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Completely takes it away. Mm-hmm. Because you're as powerful as you're going to get as far as your abilities, your skills, your items go from the get-go. With the exception of your weapons. Mm-hmm. Your main weapon. That's another, another point we're going to talk about here shortly. I hate that. Right. So it broke down. There, was, there were four dungeons, quote-unquote, right. in this game. Which... Basically, those were just a slightly longer version of the shrines where puzzle solving, I would argue, wasn't a major part of. Mm, you bro- um, you rotated things around a little bit. Yeah. A little bit, but yeah. not it's not puzzle like a traditional Zelda no, game. No, it's not. It's At just no not. point in this game, with the exception of some of the shrines, do you get the true puzzle solving with Zelda game. When did the puzzle solving really start? There were, well, there were tile pu- pushing puzzles in a lot of the older 2D ones. Um, but I would yeah. I would make the argument that as far as true like real puzzle solving aside from pushing tiles uh-huh. didn't come along to Ocarina of Time. Yeah, I, I would so. make that argument, which is great. Right, exactly. Great. I totally yeah. agree with. Uh, well, maybe a little bit linked to the past. There were there were there were. Yeah, I think they were starting. I think they were yeah, they were starting. It. I was trying to think about Link's Awakening actually, but 
We're going to talk about that game later. Yeah. I, I mean, I hear <laughs> I hear what you're saying. I, I Obviously, we're going to get to that as one of our points of what we want about the sequel. I mean, the dungeons are not the best. They're just yeah. not. Um, and the boss fights are very, like, even though some of them are quite difficult, they're not memorable. Yeah. They're not even slightly memorable. I don't even remember. I can barely remember any of the dungeons or any of those boss fights in this game. I remember the dungeons. I'm with you. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, I think you fought, like, almost shadow figures after the end of every dungeon. Could just be making that up. That just that's to your that just, point. That just furthers my point of how unmemorable. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I remember I remember Ocarina of Time fighting you know certain bosses and everything yeah. like the the tennis match in the Forest Temple and everything. And oh, that's one of the best Zelda bosses ever. Absolutely, the bosses in uh, Twilight Princess, top notch. Wind Waker, where you got Majora's the grappling mask. hook. Even Skyward Sword had some great boss fights. The grappling hook in Wind Waker with the yeah. the thing in the mountain that was pulling down the dragon's yeah. tail and everything. Yeah, I I I you're not going to hear. I'm not going to just stand for this game and and act like none of this is uh you know valid criticism or whatnot. But I, I do disagree. I like that you got everything to solve every puzzle. But I think I think we do just like games. We play games a little differently. Like, I am the person that will just play a game and be like, what's over there? I'm exploring. And I like that I can eventually get there. Um, whereas you may be like trying to mainline the game a little bit or, you know, may not have his AD, is it ADHD or whatever as me that I'm like, oh, what's OCD over maybe? What OCD? What would OCD that I'm like, I have to at least see what's over here. You do get four uh, like uh, skills from beating the Divine Beast. I, I do want to point out too that Not OCD the, you're talking about, I totally get that in Metroidvania games. Just Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Got a little besides the point, but I understand where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yes, you do. Because, I mean, you kind of have to because those games you have to beat like, what, 210% or something? Something depends on what you're playing. Yeah, yeah, so... I, yeah, I understand that. But yes, you do get some skills. They're okay. They're fine. Like one makes you fly up in the air where you can like strike down and stuff. One gives you a shield. They're barely useful. They're they're fine. Like when you're fighting like more powerful Lionels and everything, but they're like main story-wise, they're really not going to help you a ton. So I agree. They can improve this game. Um, but that wasn't something that I was like, the dungeons though... I mean, they're pretty basic in the first few Zelda games, but they, these were pretty basic. The cool, they're very cool. The concept of these four divine beasts, and then you unlock them, and then they point to help you with Ganon and stuff like that. They could have done a better job on designing those. I feel like those were more of an afterthought. The shrines, I thought the shrines were great. I never burned out on them. I didn't try to do all 120 though. That might be different. The motion puzzle shrines are literally the worst. Oh, I'm trying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We like tilting the board and stuff yeah, like that. The, yeah. Those are awful. They're literally terrible. Well, motion controls are usually bad unless it's Splatoon. Like they were Skyward Sword bad. Yeah. yeah. Splatoon's the only game that I've ever seen doing motion control like really good. Yeah, because we're not going to talk about Star Fox Zero today. Someday, maybe. Not today. In fact, there's a, we're, there is a Star Fox episode coming uh, that uh, we're going to be doing. Which we're going to cover Star Fox I do Zero. love Star Fox, but not Zero. I want to so, do agree on one of your points, or mention one of the points you brought up, that you really didn't dive in too much, and you mentioned those larger Lyles. That is one thing I really like about Breath of the Wild open world, and it this reminds me, because I feel like the first time Nintendo ever really exper experimented with this concept with was mm. in Xenoblade Chronicles, mm. where you could be wandering around, yes. find totally normal enemies that are perfectly in your range to beat, and then you look over, and there's this massive Lionel who will just absolutely will. kick your ass back to, like, the original Zelda. That's, that's why I disagreed with you a little bit there was, um, and I understand what you're talking about. Like you said, 
at the beginning of the game, you get every con, you get everything you need, and you're as powerful as you are. That's not really true. I understand what you mean. You get every aside tool from stamina and health. Y- yes, and you'll get more powerful weapons and stuff. But you can't just walk anywhere and dominate anything. You will get effed up. I mean, there's the speedrunners out there that go straight, to, and they're not even listening to the they game. They're just go, going straight to the high roll castle go and the game. They could go straight to Ganon, but you're not going to go fight everything without massive skill. Yeah, you need some strategy. And, some, and I like that about yeah. the fights in this game, whereas like every boss in other Zelda games, for the most part, it's about learning the pattern, learning the techniques of what you have to do to beat them. Yeah, And there's almost less strategy involved in a way, but at the same time, I feel like if you're powerful enough, you can go in and steamroll. Yeah. In this game, which so it's kind of a point counterpoint where I, I see both sides of it. Yeah, I do too. But I, I, I do like how those were kind of peppered in. I, I've got nothing to argue against the dungeons, though. The dungeons have to be better. And we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, but we're, I mean, we're going to spend part of this episode talking about what we want to see yeah. in the yet to be released Breath of the Wild 2. Yep. Yeah, that's good points, Raj. I mean, uh, you know, and yeah, I think, you know, the you made good points about the dungeons and everything. They, they got to be better. It's got to be better. Um, but they're still fun. They're still better in a lot of games. Right. Um, I think we do hold the standard of Zelda to be very high. I hold Zelda standards to the absolute highest. They should be, though. For me, because of the fact that pretty much every game in that series, aside from the Forbidden Zelda games, which, again, another upcoming episode, <laughs> or another episode that may have already aired at this point, but another nice Super Nintendo Bros. episode. Mm-hmm. You know, and mind you, most of those games were made by Nintendo. But, you know, when a Zelda game comes out, you know you're going to get a good game. Like, that's like one of the few series in gaming that, like, you know you can count on 100% of the time, every time, you're getting a good quality product. Right. Until Skyward Sword came out, of course. Of course. Well, that game still reviewed. It was still IGN, reviewed well. IGN gave it a 10 out of 10. And a lot of people like that game, but it's... But I think that they gave it a 10. That's where I would be like, yes, they gave that game a 10 out of 10 because it was a Zelda game. That game, I personally think I personally prefer to play it with that Wii Remote Plus over this, the Switch version, and I'm not kidding. That's terrible. It just the controls on the Pro Controller do not feel right on that game. But again, that's that is besides the point. What is your next point of argument, sir? Well, I think we're gonna have to get into like what we want to see in the in the future of it or whatnot, because you know, I mean, we could go back and forth. I, you know, I definitely I, I've hit on that. I think it's one of the best open world games, and I just don't think there's that many. That's my main argument. Like everybody's just like, "Oh, there's tons of open world games." This game does it right. Um, you know, where you get to build the village, it was super cool. Um, you meet, I think you met him in Goron Mountain, and I think that's where you met him was in Goron Mountain. There wasn't everywhere you could go. You had to get specific gear and stuff like that. Like you, you couldn't just go up on top of a snow peak. You had to craft. Um, you know, like some potions that would allow you to be in the cold, or you could wear nice gear that would make you warm and everything. I thought that was super cool with well, the walking weather. Walking up Goron Mountain was like walking into freaking Mordor in that game. It was. It was One awesome. of my favorite videos was uh, I know that exactly. came on YouTube around the time <laughs> this game came out. Was a couple of guys they were on a quest to carry a cocoa all the way to the top of Death Mountain and throw it into the volcano. Yes. And the first time they brought it up there, they threw it and they missed, and it got away, and they died. They fucking they fell in the lava and they died. <laughs> I love <laughs> the it. Video was hysterical, but that's. That's, oh, and one of my points is this game has some of the best physics. The physics are fantastic. Uh, unbelievable. Like, just the way you can attack anything um, better than... I mean, I know a lot of people talk about Metal Gear Solid Five, which I've never played. Uh, I love all the Metal Gear Solids. I've played one through three. But this, I felt like the sandbox of how you could attack anything in the water cooler moments was amazing. Like, to be like, oh, man, I came to this area 
and I, I, I took this boulder and I timed it and I hit it five times with my sword and then it like launched over here, hit these bombs, blew this up, and then I flew off into the air with my with my glider because of the the flames off the grass propelled me up in the air and then I strike them down. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I think some of the moments that you could have is is truly spectacular that you just can't find really in other games. Um, so I think the sandbox is just phenomenal. I agree with that. I think it does have a great sandbox. It does have super fun physics. For it. I would I would argue at the point the physics are way over the top. They are, but not necessarily in a bad way. Yeah. Um, before we move on to like kind of the, the finer points that we say we want to see improved in Breath of the Wild too, mm-hmm. I, I just want to clarify again. I think this is a great game, but I think it's an overrated game. I don't think it's a very good Zelda game. I think for me, at best, it's like a 9 out of 10. I don't think it is a 10 out of 10 by any means. I think there's, especially when you're taking a look at it as a Zelda game. 9 out of 10 is still pretty daggone good. But 9 out of 10 is still pretty daggone good. (laughs) It's still really good. But So moving into that, this is where I have the my real problem with with it as a game. As more so Uh, as like, I think I've kind of argued my point about it as a Zelda game. Yes. These are more problems I have with it as a game, and I think the the big elephant in the room here is the the uh, weapon durability system. Yes, I would say aside from the dungeon complaint with the game, this is probably my biggest complaint. I don't have an issue necessarily with weapons having durability and weapons breaking. Let me repair them. Yes, keep them at least useful, even if they don't do a lot of damage once they're broken. Yep. Make them more durable than they are. I understand with the stick, but you're picking up swords that are breaking when you hit like three bad guys with it. Like a legit sword. Like, oh, here's a steel sword. What? You hit that Octorok five times? It's broke. Yeah, even after 100 years, which is the story is 100 years later from when it originally happened. A lot of the story goes back in flashbacks, which I actually liked. Um, I know that's definitely a point of contention that the story wasn't like present time. But... um I'm with you. You should be able to repair your weapons. Here's one point, though, that I thought was really cool about it, is that it forced you to use all the weapons in the game. And it did. a lot of people don't use a lot of weapons. I remember, and I know I'm throwing you under the bus a little bit, you told me you beat Skyrim just using one weapon the whole game. Like, it was like a, like a club or something? or I think I was using a giant hammer. Might have giant hammer. And I'm like... I was blown away by that. I was like, holy cow. Dude. I mean, mind you, I've graded two different types of set club or right. whatever it was I was using, but I didn't explore, like, I didn't start using swords. Not that they're, not that they're, like, they're not greatly different, but if you use a two hand, that's really different. If you use a shield, that's different. Right. If you use an arrow, that's different. Um, I don't know. I thought it was, it's a neat idea to be like, hey, always pursue better items, better swords. Got to be able to repair them though. Right got to be able to repair them so um i want more classic items like give me the hookshot yeah I, I truly miss the hookshot that's my favorite zelda item and typically in most iterations of zelda it is always my favorite item in each of those which zelda is games. funny every game's having a grappling hook nowadays yeah so, so they took the hookshot out pretty much you know so Side note, I hear a lot of like police outside. There's like tons of sirens. I think they might be coming to arrest me about over my opinion about Breath of the Wild. It's like some serious shit going on out there. I forgot to shut that door too, so I don't know if extra noise is coming in here. Or... Like, did somebody get murdered outside the studio? <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. It could happen. Yeah, we never know. This is downtown Fairmont. Yes. As we've given out our location. Um, back to the point I was making though, like 
I want to see more of those classic Zelda items. I appreciate the innovation this Zelda game used as far as introducing like new things like you know, the stopping of time technically. Mm -hmm. to, but I mean, I, I felt like overall as a whole, it was lacking items. Like you had your bow and arrow, obviously, and you had your different kinds of arrows. That was highly appreciated. Yeah. And in fact, the, the, the archery in the game, I would say the only game that honestly, in my opinion, has better archery than Breath of the Wild would be the Horizon games. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, you had your bomb ability, but like, were there boomerangs in this game? Like, there was boomerangs, okay, yeah. Was you, boomerang. But they were just like a sword. It took gotcha. up your inventory. One cool thing, though, about the weapons, it was it made it really cool when you found the Master Sword because it did it really not break. Did. Now, it, it, it powered down. Which is another problem I had with that. When it powered down... It still worked. It worked, just not very well, which, back to my previous point, though, I'm okay with that. Yes. And I'm okay with letting it recharge. I think, I think that made it special because you're like, yep. holy crap, got the Master Sword. And then there's the DLC where you like really charge up the Master Sword, which is... DLC in the Zelda game is amazing. Like, yeah, I've not played a lot of the DLC for this, admittedly. Yeah. I think I tried the big endless dungeon and I got so far and I stopped and just never came back to it. Yeah. There was a lot coming on, coming out back. Well, then, there so. was. And this was on top of everything else, you know. So yeah. But I think, I think I, I think that's one cool thing about it. Like when your weapons are dying, you go get the master sword. Now, if it is a hundred years later, weapons are gonna start decaying. I understand the concept, but yeah. So I think they overdid it. I think it was they did it. They overdid what it. it was. So we talked about, yeah, we want to see better variety of items, an improved durability system to where yes. it's not quite as unforgiving because I think that took a while out of the way from the game. Yep. And I'm not worried of the difficulty. It was a difficult game. In fact, I think the difficulty in that game was great. I think it was just right because it I think it was too. I died you. a lot though. I did too. It yeah. presented, it was the first Zelda game in a long time where I felt that it presented a challenge. Yes. But at the same time, it wasn't like Dark Souls or no. at any point. It was perfect. Yeah, it was absolutely perfect. And I I, th I think in the sequel that's coming out, they should certainly keep that level of difficulty in the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Yep. I think it's just right. That's one of the few things that I would argue, okay, keep it that way. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things I want to see in the sequel to Breath of the Wild, I want a playable Zelda. That'd be cool. I, I assume we're getting into what we want in the sequel now. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because I mean, like, look, we both love the game, and I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Um but they can't. They have a chance, Raj, to have one of the most special games of all time. If they do some of the things that I'm thinking of and that you're thinking of, man, they could potentially create the best Zelda game ever. They could, and they could make the best open world game too. Which right. is, it's potential. But here's the thing: Will Nintendo do it? That's the question I always have. Nintendo told, isn't always the best at listening to its fans. Somewhere somewhere I heard that this is the longest time we've had in between Zelda games. Yes, it is officially isn't that wild? the longest time between main releases. Which is crazy because they already have the engine built. What are they doing? Well, if you think about it, in the early 2000s, we were getting Zelda game after Zelda game. Because we were, like, we're getting like, there was a period of time where we got like Wind Waker, Minish Cap, Phantom Hourglass, you know, Twilight Princess. We were getting a Zelda game almost, almost every year at one point. So what are they doing? I have some things I think uh, I want to go through with you that okay. Let's I think, let's I, think uh, I think you would agree this okay. could end up being the best Zelda game. Dungeons, we beat that. We beat that. That's like a dead horse at this point. Repair weapons, we beat that. Yep. I want weapon crafting. Interesting. I, I do. I, I've I, never I been big into crafting in games. I know, but like. hear me out. I think that with the elements of like you, you collect a lot of stuff. You had all the, you had all the 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 bones and everything and I know you used them for some things there was a lot of potions and stuff yeah potions which and is cooking cool. and cooking like was that. cool cooking was like way cooler than I thought it was 
you found recipes from talking to people, which I thought was really interesting. But I, I really want like, man, I've got this sword and I can increase its durability if they keep that. I have a feeling they're going to get rid of that just because of that was like the most hated thing about the right. game. Um, another thing I want, fishing. It wouldn't, bring be, it, it wouldn't be a fantastic video game to Justin without fishing. We didn't bring it up in the other episode we did the other With the time. RPG episode, yeah. Uh, I don't know how that didn't come up. We should retroactively just say me have fishing, say fishing in there. But uh, I, I know when a game has fishing, it immediately comes ten times better to you, no matter what it is. It does. It does. Final Fantasy Fifteen was game of the year just because of fishing. I feel like if Final Fantasy Thirteen had fishing, you would you would hold it up. There. I would. I would play it. I would play it. Right. Apparently, Call to the Lamb has good fishing. So you, you know what else is good fishing? Hmm. He's eight. Maybe you did. There it is. I didn't know See, that. See, we we talked about that in, in uh, that episode. We already talked about Ease Eight. One thing that I really liked in the old one that I hope they bring back. I love the Master Quest hard mode. Now, I have not beat it. It's super hard, but I love the option that it's there. That it's there. Yeah. It's there. And I think that option should be there. But this one was DLC we had to pay for. Right. Prefer not right. to have that. True. I mean, not, I'm not against having DLC in the future in Zelda, but use it to add more quests, like mm -hmm. more things going on, like an expansion of the story, possibly, yeah. or a side story. I feel like Nintendo especially is really bad about putting a uh, gating a lot of that kind of content behind a paywall. It's weird. They do free updates for some games. Right. I mean, look, look, we've, we've been getting, uh, look at all the free updates we got to Animal Crossing. Yep. New Horizon. There were tons of free updates. Tons of stuff. But Zelda, they were like, eh, actually. Yeah. It's, this, these are new gameplay features. It's not even the story stuff. Let's, yeah. let's talk features of the game behind the paywall. I'm not okay with that in mm -hmm. any scenario. No. So th those are my Especially main. Especially when, when you're locking a, a difficulty level. I, ha I have one more, though, for the sequel. Okay. I think this would put it over the top. Okay. So you have dungeons. Right. You're going into the world. You have dungeons. You can repair your weapons. There's fishing. Play a Zelda, as you said. Dark world. Oh, man. Now, we had the Blood Moon, which was so cool. I like, almost so kind of, cool when the Blood Moon came. It was stressful when the Blood Moon came. It did. It was cool. It, but, dude, if there was a dark world in that world map and everything was different and it was, like, dangerous outside... I, all I'm telling you to do is watch out. This from game, the initial trailer, I almost felt like they were. I think they are gearing up for an underworld kind of thing. Yeah, as opposed to like a dark world. But I don't necessarily know what route they. Well, then the that. other trailer they had like up in the sky. So like the first trailer you had underground, then the second trailer you had up in the sky. Right. Oh God, when are we gonna see this game? I don't know. It's it's really hard to tell. I mean, I, I would hope soon. We don't even know that things coming out other than not this year. Hopefully 2023. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully it's, 2023. It's already been the longest. Out. I don't. I just like. I I assume this would come out faster because they already had the whole groundwork laid. They've never right. really made a Zelda like this since Majora's Mask, where they've just been like same engine. That came out a year later. Majora's Mask yep. did. Yeah, it was very quick. That started. That kind of kicked off those yearly Zelda releases. Yeah. With Ocarina and Majora's Mask. Yep. So th those are my wishes. For I think it could be the perfect game. Those are all all really good points. Um, and I feel like that's already like a big wish list. Mm -hmm. um, I would like to see the story a little more streamlined as it was in previous Zelda games. One of the things I, I didn't particularly care for in Breath of the Wild was the fact you had to go out and you had to seek out the story. You did. You like, you had to put, it was like putting pieces of a puzzle together it just was. to experience the story. I don't like that. Yeah, and you kind of forgot some of it. You got it out of, they, yeah. they made it in a way where you could get it in any order, but like, I would prefer to have my story presented to me in a, just a typical way, like I have in past Zelda games. Yeah. You know, give me the cutscenes here and there of things going on. Yeah. And I, I understand, like, they were trying to look back at 
the past Hyrule before Calamity Ganon destroyed Hyrule. Yeah. And I get that, but at the same time, it was so fragmented. Mm-hmm. It was. It was. And I'm not a fan of a, of a fragmented story like that. I think that's one of the problems I have with, with like Souls games is the fact that the story's not always really in front of you. And I, I, I mean, I wouldn't say that Zelda goes to that extent of what Souls games do where it's kind of like hidden lore and you got to find yeah, what's going I, I on. Yeah, Souls is more, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. But yeah, like, like give us a more, this is what's going on. Um, this is a storyline. Instead of worrying about like using a puzzle to put together how it happened, focus on what's happening. Yep, I understand that. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, but I also think Breath of the Wild 2 and the whole concept of Breath of the Wild story-wise wouldn't work, wouldn't have worked in the first game without... Yeah. That, but it could have think, been done in a much better way. I think you're going to get that story because this is a sequel. You already laid that groundwork. It's it's all about the future now. Oh yeah, absolutely. So it'd be awesome. So Gosh, can't wait. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely going to be a great game. I have no doubt about that. Um, but really, like my biggest thing is I just hope that it recaptures what I love about the Zelda series, what I grew up loving about the Zelda series, what the Zelda series means to me. But at the same it, time, keep that sense of adventure and exploration. I think the if they do the dungeons, you're going to be in. I think if they do the, I mean, I'm, I'm going to play regardless. Obviously. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think if they like, if they at the very least do a better job with dungeons, and a better job with weapon durability, I will like that game way more than I like the first one. I understand you. And again, you know, I don't dislike the first Breath of the Wild, and I think part of it may come off as, oh, Roger doesn't like Breath of the Wild, but he's here hosting a Nintendo podcast. Like, what's what the hell? You can't have a Nintendo podcast with a host that doesn't like Breath of the Wild. I love Breath of the Wild. I, I just find it. Did I convince you more that it it is a Zelda game? And if they took the name Zelda off of it, it still would have been a great game. I think if they took the name Zelda off it, it would still be a great game. But I still don't think it would have reviewed as well, and I don't think it would have sold as well. I think the selling's definitely. I mean. New IPs don't sell as well. Exactly. But uh, I still think, well, reviews, I don't know. I don't have and to. I still don't think it's a good Zelda game. Just because it took so much away from what made Zelda what it was over the years. Yeah, they really started this trend with uh, A Link Between Worlds. Right. Where that's where like, they kind of started. Peeling back. Yeah, that's it started splintering off. And don't get me wrong, like, a Link Between Worlds is a great game. It's like it's a great Zelda game. Yeah. But th- you know, th- that's again, there's things about that game I don't like. Yeah. When I mentioned one of the things I didn't like about this game was there wasn't a sense of progression because you're not finding like an item to in the middle of a dungeon that helps you get through the dungeon, helps the boss fight. Yeah. In a Link Between Worlds is different because like you rent the item. You do. And you could eventually own the item, but like you're basically picking up an item and hoping, okay, this is this is hopefully what I need for this dungeon. Yeah. And you know that's I would rather I would much rather have find the item in the dungeon. I think I, I played some uh, Link Between Worlds recently. I think you pretty much you would be like I need this item to access the dungeon or get through the first floor. Right. But yeah, very. Which you know that's fine. But just go back to giving us give us that feeling of progression by letting us find useful things in dungeons. Yeah. Because like in the end, to me, like I I, I know you you got those abilities from. The yeah, beast, we, I think, I think we agree. Feel, yeah, they don't. So they're yeah, cool. They, they're but, cool, but they weren't like they weren't necessary to the progression no. of the game at any point. Yeah, and that that to me that hurt. Yeah, you know, it's just it's I don't know the, the whole the whole game. I don't want to say it left a bad taste in my mouth, but when I go back and I'm like, oh, I want to play a Zelda game. I don't think I'm going to play Breath of the Wild. 
If I go back and play and say, oh, I want to play Breath of the Wild, that's completely different than me want to play a Zelda game. If I want to play a Zelda game, I want to play like Link to the Past or Ocarina of Time or Twilight Princess. Or, It'd be nice if we could play all of them on Switch. Wouldn't it be nice? Would be nice. Why can't we have Breath of, or Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD on the Switch? I don't know. Like, those should have been there a long time ago. But that's that's like... I think we agree, though, that number two is a chance to be very, very special. It, it does chance. for sure. And, you know, it's it's a matter of when. And, you know, kind of what I'm wondering about, like, the future of Zelda in general, like, even beyond Breath of the Wild 2, like, are we ever going to see that traditional style Zelda game again? Whether it be in 3D or 2D? Because I would love to see a traditional 2D Zelda yeah, game. I would, too. I agree with that a thousand percent. Right, because really the last one of those we got was a link Tree world i mean we got triforce heroes after that but that game was garbage trash yeah and you, you can you can hear more about triforce heroes on the forbidden zelda games episode of uh <laughs> yeah i agree of, uh, yeah i would Spirit of Thunder Bros. did we give this a seal now or is that is so that, is we, that breath of the wild does not get a seal necessarily i think that is reserved for a different episode because we don't do seals until the final segment i got you and i do the, we do the seal of quality based on the game that we're reviewing per se or the game that you. we're going to kind of talk about in the second part of the episode which that's that's kind of a good lead-in yep and actually the fact that we just talked about 2d zone i think it's an even better lead-in and while we don't have these games on the switch well one thing we do have on the switch is a remake of the legend of zelda link's awakening mm -hmm. so this game originally released on the Nintendo game boy it was uh i don't recall i'm gonna get some let me get some hardcore facts and dates here so the legend of zelda link's awakening was originally released in 1993 on the original Game Boy. Um, that was the follow-up to Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Now, it was done by a slightly different team that had a lot of ideas that they wanted to use to make a new Well, that game. came after Link to the Past. It did. It came after Link to the Past. And you can see a lot of the uh, the Link to the Past influence I got in you. the game. Um, did, mind I, you, I just assumed it was one, two, that. Oh, yeah. Well, Zelda th yeah, well it's called Zelda 3. Exactly. Um, this game got a few iterations. So, of course, it was released originally on the Game Boy. It got a re-release on the Game Boy Color as Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX, which had an extra dungeon added. You had to have a Game Boy Color to play through. You could play the DX version on any system, any Game Boy. But you had to play on Game Boy Color to access that dungeon because one of the ways to get into the dungeon, you had to determine, you had to like, do a color puzzle, mm. which was a super cool puzzle, by the way. That's neat. And that eventually got carried over into the Nintendo Switch remake mm -hmm. of... Link's Awakening. Now, one of the cool things about this is if you look at all the Zelda games over time, I feel like this is the only one that actually had a full-on remake. Like, I know the 3DS versions of Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time, like a lot of people look at those as remakes, but honestly, they're more of remasters with the added 3D. Yeah, I, I agree. And mind you, both of those games are significantly better on the DS than they, they were on the 64. They are. And I would also argue that a lot of things about Link's Awakening on the Game Boy were very antiquated. Yeah. Um, and we're actually going to give, a seal call, uh, give the seal quality discussion to both the Game Boy version and the Nintendo Switch remake of Link's Awakening because of how different they are. Like, I personally have two different levels. I got you. Um, the original Link's Awakening didn't age well because anytime you catch something that you could, that, like a lippable item, like a rock or a pot, it would remind you that, oh, you can't lift this unless you had the bracelet equipped. Anytime you walked up to it, you touched it. Yeah. You can't lift that. Gotcha. Or like the little, the things that you break with the Pegasus boots. Oh, you can't go through there. What is this? 
unless you had a Pegasus boots equipped. That was really annoying. Mm-hmm. That was fixed in the remake. That was not an issue in the Nintendo Switch remake. Um, Which is the only edition I played. Yeah, that's the only edition you actually played. Yep. Um, and I know you're definitely like, you're not as fond of Link's Awakening as I am. Uh, you know, Link's Awakening was like one of the few games I had on Game Boy as a kid, and I remember spending a lot of time with it. This is a game that has like, I love the soundtrack. Um, soundtrack is good. It's it's very it's a very quirky game. It's a very different game. It's very different. But here's the thing: a lot of series hallmarks came from Link's Awakening. One of the big things of every, pretty much every Zelda game after this was trading quests. Trading quest initi- quests initiated for the first time in Link's Awakening. Yep. Yeah, that was the very first trading side quest that we ever had. Um, now, and there were some ideas, obviously, that borrowed over from Link to the Past. Uh, for example, there were kind of some, I don't want to call them reuses of dungeons, but like the Maldrum boss. That's, the first, you know, it's, it's, you'll see that again. You know, it was in um, the Tower of Hera in Link to the Past, and you see it again in the Tail Dungeon in Link's Awakening. Uh, the reuse of Turtle Rock, even though the dungeon itself was completely different. You know, you can see those both in Link to the Past and in Link's Awakening. Now, mind you, Nintendo did that again later, and I believe Oracle of Ages, they uh, it had its own version of Jabu Jabu's Belly from uh, Ocarina of Time. But again, that's different Zelda game. Um, but this is the first one to introduce, like, you have to have a key to get into the dungeon, which that was reused in a lot of the handheld Zelda games. Yep. Uh, I don't believe it was used in any of the 3D ones moving forward. But it also, it, you know, that was the first way they really had a gatekeeping getting into a dungeon, which mm-hmm. there was gatekeeping in dungeons in the later games, just not necessarily as far as having a key. Yeah. Um, also, we got a much better soundtrack in the Nintendo Switch version. You know, they redid the soundtrack. Um, sounded a lot better. Of course, the Game Boy beep, boop, beeps weren't always great, but it was still a good soundtrack there. Um, so, like, my personal opinion on Legend of Zelda A Link's Awakening, um, and again, there's two, t- uh, there's two tiers I'm looking at here. The original Link's Awakening, I, I, I can't give any more than a bronze, but I feel like I also, I, I have to give any seal of quality. Like, I cannot remove this entirely from seal of quality. I have to. <laughs> Simply because I feel like so much inspiration came from this in the later handheld titles. And even in other Zelda titles with the trade quest, like it brought a lot to the table as far as what to expect later on. Yeah. And I personally would give the Game Boy version of Link's Awakening a, a bronze. The Nintendo Switch version, if there was something between a bronze and a silver, I would give it to that. Um, I like, debated like what, what this was. I honestly, I thought about giving it a silver, mm-hmm. but the more I think about it, like I feel like it's also, it's a bronze, but a very high bronze. I got you. Because it's not like a top tier Zelda game. Like if I'm gonna, there's several Zelda games I would give that gold seal of quality to. Breath of the Wild's one of them, right? No. <laughs> it is not. Um, actually, you know, honestly, I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know if I would give Breath of the Wild the gold seal of quality or not. I would certainly consider it for sure. I think I'm going to be an interesting case for you, Rod, because I never played the original. Right. I played the original Zelda first. I played uh, Link to the Past, my favorite Zelda game of all time. When I think of Link's Awakening, I played the Switch version. I beat it. 
I don't like it. It's exactly. fine. Um, when people say it's their favorite, I kind of just have to take myself back and be like, they probably only had a Game Boy. Right. Like, they probably didn't have a Super Nintendo. There's, could someone really like this more than Link to the Past? No. It's not as good of a game as Link to the Past. So, and when I think of, like, my favorite 2D Zeldas, this might be the lowest besides okay. Zelda 2. Okay. I mean, you have to think that I like Link to the Past, the original Zelda, Minish Cap, um, Oracle of Ages and Seasons, a link between worlds is higher than those. Two and and this one. And, See, I uh, personally prefer this to the Oracle games and Zelda 2, obviously. And I'd probably play it most of the time over Zelda 1. And that's not because I have anything wrong with Zelda 1. Mm -hmm. In fact, I would probably, like, if we were ranking Zelda 1, I, I would even consider giving it a silver, possibly, which would be higher than I would rank Link's Awakening. Mm -hmm. But as far as, like, which one would I choose to go back to first, I would choose Link's Awakening because of... I would... It's... How it's aged, but I as... think, but I think you have some nostalgia for it. Nothing wrong with that because I have nostalgia for plenty of games. Like we talked about Final Fantasy VII. We've, we've had this discussion about Final Fantasy VII. There's definitely reasons why it's my favorite. If I were to play nine first, that probably would be my favorite one. But right, um, I just think that I just don't. I don't like the trading quest because I and I, I talked to you about this in another game. I forget what other game it was, but I hate when games when you have to look something up. Like when you have to look something up. In fact, there's no way you could have figured that out on your own. And I guess you probably did back in the day because you had nothing else to do. But, uh, like, I had no idea who to trade these items to. And I talked to everybody. Right. But, um, and I know that got better. I remember in Ocarina of Time, we figured that out. Running things to different items to get the big Goron sword and everything. Right. And, you know, that's why I was with Link's Awakening, too. Because, with, because, you know, Link's Awakening, I played that for the original time, like, before the time of the internet. Mm -hmm. I beat it before, you know, Game right. Pass was a thing. I did not have the strategy guide to that game. Right. You know, all I had was what was covered in the Nintendo Power 50th issue. Right. They had the gold cover with, uh, with the owl on it and the sword. Right. Like, what I had to go on as far as getting help with that game was from that. Yeah. This was pre-looking it up online. So, like, but, I mean, you probably had more time, though, right? Would you argue that, that you're like, well, I'm playing this. I'm a kid. I got nothing else to play, so. I mean, what, what you're going to say, I mean, this was eight-year-old me. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, right. eight-year-old me had way more time to devote to finding these things at the time than, like, let's see, when did the remake come out? I um, forget what game it was that I, like, I had to look something up, and I was so frustrated about it. I'm like, that's stupid. Yeah. The remake um, came out in 2019, so... We're talking about eight-year-old me being able to to have time to devote to the original versus thirty-four-year-old me playing. You're like, let's move on to something else. But yeah, I, I, I it, it's it, it's a small point, but I just I can't rate this above any other two D Zelda. I, personally, in my in the ones that I played, there's no way you would get me to say it's better than Link to the Past. There's no way you'd ever get me to say it's better than the original. I probably beat the original more than anyone. I've beaten the original like four times. Listen, you don't have to like you don't have to preach Link to the Past thing for me because you know. you know that is my all time favorite video. Game. But I I can't put it above the Oracle games, and I played those on Game Boy, so that's probably why I like those. Right, I have a nostalgia for them. You know, uh, I, I bought Oracle seasons when it Minish came out. Cap when it came out. I was more excited for it than Wind Waker, not because of the art style. I like two D Zelda's better. Right, I just did. So Minish Cap, when it came out, was my jam. Minish Cap was a good game. It's a Minish great Cap game. Was very good. It's a great game. And then uh, Link Between Worlds is phenomenal. I couldn't give this a seal. I just... So, I, there's, I, so there is no seal for you at all? There's no seal for me at all. This is your show. I respect you. I respect your Zelda. Uh, so whatever seal you give it is is definitely... You know, I, it's a great remake, though. I can't appreciate that. Like, it's... 
why can't they remake all the games like that in this yeah, I, I even like the, the art style looks like toys and it's it's, it's amazing I love it. yeah it's cool yeah he looks like a little christmas like, I, would, I would absolutely play link to the past again in that format but what i really want is a remake of the oracles games like that yes you know don't do Minish Cap. Just give us Minish Cap as is on like yes. a Game Boy app on the Switch. Yes. Do that with Minish Cap because I don't think that game, I, the art style of that game is phenomenal. I love Minish Cap's art. Yes. It's one of my one of my more liked Zelda games as far as in terms of like the art, like the game design. I mean the game design, but like the character design, like the the art of the game. Minish Cap. So good. You know I like it by I still have my complete box copy that I bought at GameStop. That's awesome. I mean, I still have that because I respected it so much and I just put it on my shelf and I loved it. I never actually Whereas like other that. Game Boy Advance games, I, I don't have the box at all because I like just, you know, did what everybody else did. We just chucked them in I the can corner. remember like back when Vintage Cap came out, I was emulating the game, the European version of the game before it came out in the United States because it came out in <laughs> Europe first. I remember yeah, specifically. I remember that too. And I was playing it on a ROM and I never finished the game until like, it was much later. Like I, the first time I beat that game was actually, I can't remember if it was on like one of my... Um, like a Raspberry Pi or like a hacked yeah. NES classic or something along those lines, or if it was in the 3DS. I, I th I'm thinking that the first time I beat it was on like the 3DS, the eShop release. But um, yeah, I just, I can't get behind it. Um, I, I understand why people like it, but it's just not, it's not for me. I'm glad I beat it, but um, you know. And I will say we've forgotten one 2D Zelda game we haven't discussed in this. Um, and that would be Four Swords Adventures and technically oh. Four Swords. Yeah, I got you. Neither of those are as good as Link's, or Link's Awakening, I don't think. But I, yeah, I never, I'd, I'd probably agree with you. Even though, like, Four Swords Adventures is super Link to the Past ish. Mm -hmm. It is like super Link to the Past, but only in like design and music and stuff, not as far as the game itself is concerned. So the seal's up to you, buddy. All right. So I'm going to personally, I'm going to say, I'm going to give this the Super Nintendo Bros. bronze seal of quality. We have a high standard, Rog. We do. Like I, I'm glad we're setting that. There, I mean, listen, I, I feel like like when we get really down to it, there are going to be very few golds. There will be. Yeah, I There's agree. There's probably going to be a lot of silvers and bronzes. Yeah. But like I'm I'm reserving the gold for like super super special games. Yes. And you know, Link's Awakening, as much as I love it, is not one of them. So yeah. I I just can't justify giving it you know the gold or even silver. Yeah. But man. I still love the game. Uh, always will love the game. Eventually, I'm going to replay it again, I'm sure. Uh, so, uh, 13 Palm Trees uh, podcast productions. I guess it's not really podcast productions anymore. I think it's just 13 Palm Trees. Uh, be sure to check out some other great media from 13 Palm Trees. Uh, of course, we've got the Wasted Local Fantasy Football podcast, as well as the Final Girl podcast and post-game content. Also, be sure to check out uh, the Final Girl podcast on YouTube because they do some video podcasts. And uh, we also have the Party Blogger on YouTube under the 13 Palm Trees umbrella there. So be sure to check him out. He's pretty entertaining videos. Uh, you'll find a link to our Discord for the show in the description of the podcast. Be sure to drop in on the suggestions channel. Uh, let us know like, what topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You know, games you'd like to see us cover to see if we would give them the Super Nintendo Bros. seal of quality. And uh, Justin, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at WV Harp Guitar and Twitch Coffee and Grind. Maybe I should combine some things here. I right. I have two brand identities. I have Brand Crisis. Brand, uh, brand Crisis. WV Harp, Harp Guitar slash Coffee and Grind. Twitch.tv slash Coffee and Grind. Shameless plug. That is our shared our shared Twitch. We both use that. Uh, Justin does use it more than I do, but uh, I, I also do use it. We we do a lot of RPGs on that channel, but we also play other stuff there as well. 
So like I said, be sure to check out all the other 13 Palm Trees media. And uh, yeah, go play Breath of the Wild and, and play Link's Awakening because they're worth playing. Um, even though we, 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 we beat the dead horse on, on both those games this episode. All right, guys. So until next time, Nintendo fans, happy gaming and game on. <laughs> <laughs>